Tired of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment? The pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence. OPC Pest Services will give you a chance to grow with advancement. Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. Apply online at opcpest.com careers. That's opcpest.com careers. Where do you go to find all your favorite wine, beer, and spirits with selections customized to local tastes? For over 25 years, that go-to place has been Cox's Spirit Shop. Cox's, Louisville's go-to liquor store. part of the show text bobby v on the ups jobs text line at 437-9680 third hour of the v show here on espn 680 and 1057 thanks for being with us fun show so far talked uh, some hoops cards and cats talked a little golf a little baseball a little women's hoops we've covered a lot of ground today it's been good. Can't forget about Wendy's. And Wendy's. Very good point. Wendy's surge pricing. Someone who may have a thought on that. Uh, one, Phil Baker joining us uh, via phone, maybe from the Baker Bunker. Congratulations to you, Phil and uh, and Lauren. Thank hope you. hope young Chloe's doing well. Yeah, everybody's good. We're uh, actually at a I'm in a hospital break room right now, so uh, that's where we are right now. So that that's look. Who says work ever stops? So tell me what's been going on. I appreciate the kind words. I've heard uh, Zachy sees trying to be the next Dan Patrick. He was in here. Uh, yep. I'm hearing. Uh, I'm hearing that uh, you know he he's being got on the text line with gag names by multiple people. Uh, I've heard uh, filibuster. I think. Uh, I've been mad at uh, everybody's mad at uh, Rick Bosich and apologies mm-hmm. for whispering because this would be Double D's worst nightmare. People are starting to sit next to me as oh uh, I'm oh in this boy. break room. So this is so this could get interesting. But uh, yeah, we, we're is... good. Everybody, uh, the, the new addition to the family is doing great. And yeah, she just you know yeah, little things. You remember this, Nick? It's like you got to check the weight, make sure the weight's good. Yeah, uh, and just you know, it kind of fluctuates. But yeah, all in all, it's pretty good. Have you all been home, right? Yeah, no, yeah, we've been okay. home. We just got, okay. you know, follow-ups and everything like oh, that. Yeah. So, yeah, we okay. got home uh, last Friday. The okay. days are kind of right. blurring together. So, But it's good. No, but uh, everybody's mad at Bozich, uh, and everybody's yeah. uh, thinking that Zachy C's uh, trying to make it the Zachy C network. And, and, just, and just to be clear, I did invite Zach in here because I, in full transparency, it's been a crazy uh, few days uh, at the office. I showed up here and... Uh, well, I, I said I, I don't really have anything um, for the show, so would love to have you come in for a little bit, and he did. It was great. Oh, he, he's he's eager and he's hungry. He's a, a young grasshopper, and the he's married to the game uh, when it calls the sports talk radio. But yes, he, he's doing he's doing what you got to do. I told him. I said your best ability is your availability, and uh, yeah, here you are. So no, I, I so kind of you know how it is. You, no, you no. stare at the game for a little bit and you miss it. And then I was like, I want to see what's going on. No I've one should no one. About. No one should be crushing Zach for imposing himself in here. I I invited him to to come sit in here. So good, good. Just to no, clear no, the no, air. No, our, our, our boy's working hard. No, they, well, Nikki V's uh, texting me from the Star Wars exhibit at yeah. Disney World. Um, so he's contemplating probably buying a two hundred dollar Boba Fett uh, helmet. So yeah, yeah. all in all, uh, it sounds like the B shows uh, taking this, uh, uh, you know talents to Epcot and having a blast. That's good. That's good. Hope they're getting some good food at Epcot uh, as well, which which seems pretty on brand. Before we jump into other relevant things, like perhaps the Rick Bozich column that people have a lot of thoughts about. We were talking about this at the tail end of last hour. Uh, I don't know if you saw this, but Wendy's is considering like dynamic surge pricing during busy, busy hours, kind of like... Uh, a lot of uh, teams do like busier games. They'll charge more for tickets or um, Uber during busier times. You get the surge pricing. Wendy's is consider it, it well is going to test it in twenty twenty five. What do you think about like? Do you think I think this is going to make them a ton of money because I don't think people are going to notice if their food goes up a dollar or two at like certain times of the day when it's busier. Um, I think this I, is I genius. It's, it's scary, but it's I genius. Imagine it's for- 
Yeah, I'd imagine it's for staffing purposes, too, probably, right? Like, because it's true. Let's think about it. They're probably going to have it for the 11 o'clock to 2 a.m. window when people are going home sauce. But, like, that's what I thought, too. I'm cold. I'm wet. I want to get home. I'm hungry. I want this. And they're like, oh, what's a, you know, $2 surge? Exactly. That's nothing. That's a problem. Or or at lunchtime when you've settled on Wendy's, like between eleven and one p eleven a.m. and one p.m. when you've decided you're going to have Wendy's for lunch, it costs a dollar or two extra. You're not backing out there. You're already there. You're you're just going to eat it. It's genius. Yeah. No. I. Yeah. No. I, I think it, it, it's funny. Not everybody can have the Chick Fil A model uh, when it comes to fast food with the the pleasantries and the dining. So this is what you got to do when you're kind of uh, you know on the outside looking in. So I applaud Wendy's for thinking out of the box. I do. I do too. I'm with you. I thought that might be kind of up your alley in in some ways. Yeah. No. I no. I, I appreciate them uh, trying to. Sorry. I'm like whispering because there's like I feel like there's important things happening, and I'm just like in this little vending machine area. Mm-hmm. Where, uh, so apologies for not like having more inflection in my voice. No, it's okay. Uh, with uh, that. I've, so it, I've it, been it's there. I'm trying. It's double D's. It's double D's nightmare. I'm trying. He thinks they're. Oh, I'm trying to throw as many. I, I'm trying to think of things to uh, talk to you about that would require you to say really awkward things in front of those people. But oh, like I January sixth, co- uh, things like that. <laughs> yeah, things like that, that I just got. Yeah, things. Yeah, like there, there's. I, look, I got no shame. So I'm just sitting here right now. They're probably just uh, side eyeing uh, me right now. But uh, yeah, you know that, that's what we're doing. Is I'm staring at a Pepsi vending machine right now with in uh, um, a vending machine, just all in all. So that's kind of the lay of the land. I appreciate the folks at Baptist Health uh, being wonderful. Uh, and just the whole process. But, yeah, I just feel like I've lived in a hospital. And did you get hit with the – I know Shreve will probably have thoughts about this because I, I, I'm sorry if I didn't respond to everyone. Uh, that AT&T SOS thing happened last week, and yeah. I felt like I sent a lot of folks – messages but then i don't think like a lot of them went through and then i'm just gotten too lazy to go back through uh, those on that so i appreciate everyone that's reached out and the kind words for everyone but um man that was crazy i didn't know like what was happening in that world like that was i, I thought it was just a poor reception in the hospital well i have verizon so it's a superior product you don't have to worry about it right yeah well and yeah. well if you're not i'm getting five bucks from them apparently from at&t for the, oh, good. For the trouble so yeah so it's like you know what just you, you should give that to me in fan dual credit so i can parlay than something bigger and better but you know i I digress but no it's it was kind of a wild week from that and then um everybody was getting tagging you know the station and myself and others and like rick bozich type of Mm -hmm. angst and everything so that that was that's all i've seen and then everybody was upset at cal now they're not upset at cal Mm. that's kind of the lay of the land uh that i've noticed in the last uh seven days or so no, we can. We haven't talked about the Rick, the Rick Bozich column here today. I figured uh, it was probably talked about quite a bit yesterday. Uh, it, we, uh, I'll ask you about it. I, I know people get up in arms about it, and um, I get it. Uh, but I, like, I, I don't think you know they're not going to. If the decision's made to fire him, it's not going to be changed by potential recruits right like i I don't think that's going to move the needle enough like one way or the other so i think it's kind of a non kind of a non factor really Uh, i know people are upset with with bozich and and whatever i frankly he's always been great to me i i love the man but um but it's 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 I, like I I get I get the angst I get it because no one wants to uh, you know acknowledge that 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 what's happened the last almost two two full seasons is good enough and obviously completely understand that but but ultimately it's it's like good fodder to talk about here but I like realistically. If they can get Carter Knox and somebody else, like that's not going to matter when making the decision, right? No, I mean, like we, we've talked about it a lot on the Sunday show, and, and and I think a lot of the things it goes back to is that whenever like everybody's saying the same thing, right? Like that, that that's my whole thing is that you know for Bozich to kind of maybe not zig while others are zag, and it, it's interesting to me. It's like what's that dialogue look like? What is the positive deposit that Josh Hurd deems for it to be? And I think. Ultimately, when you go back to the drawing board of like the, the KP experiment, it, it could be pointing to like, okay, now he's going to after the top recruits. Like he still has a top. I know you and I fundamentally uh, agree on the 
um, this is a talented class. Like he has a talented class there. It's just a matter of what does that mean, big picture. And if it, it, it feels like, he, and I think Andy put this out there and it said it feels like the the walls are closing in and quicksand, and he's firing off every last bullet that he can have out there. But I mean, look, Bozich is just putting stuff out there because, in my opinion, I feel like maybe we're products of it too of hearing the same thing over and over again and just speaking in absolutes like it's done no matter what and and i think that was the dialogue that i've tried to bring up multiple times is like look i mean i i think it should be but nobody knows what josh Hurd is thinking for that and i think it's an interesting conversation that bozich is kind of zigging while others are zagging to have that discussion i don't agree with it but i i think that's a if everybody's saying the same thing over and over again you know that doesn't make for interesting reads or fodder on these airwaves that's right, and his job is to provoke thought, and uh, I think it has. It certainly has. I don't think there's any question about it. It has gotten people talking, and that's that is inherently the entire goal of uh, being a columnist and of his job, and he's done that for years and years very, very well. And I think uh, no different here. Certainly has people up in arms. So I get the angst, but it's also like. I don't think ultimately uh, any of it matters a whole lot. So no, and and, and we had the Eric Crawford. Uh, we had him on with Nick and I last week on the V Show. I think and it was talking about the similar things. It's saying like guys, like it's a, going to ultimately come down to as a business decision. But you're hearing some things from Kenny Payne ultimately, where it's talking about from the standpoint of, hey, you know leadership is this leadership is that when you're trying to and it kind of feels like if you listen to the kp show that it's like something from the the standpoint of he's i don't know like not taking shots at herd but like saying this is what leadership is like sticking with your guy sticking with him and i'm curious to see like what that looks like if if josh Hurd is getting any outside of influence you've seen the donors that have said the same thing over and over again about how they're not happy with the product and what that looks like moving forward uh, of you know getting these coaches because I, i still think i heard blank a little bit this morning talk about the guys that they're going to go after and it's like man that is a these are some lofty goals to land these guys and maybe they maybe they can but it just I, i've been jaded from the last go around of bruce pearl getting a massive contract you just saw with greg mcdermott getting a massive contract uh from creighton or getting an extension i should say i don't know the the particulars of it but you know i, I just caution everybody that there's a, there's a game of this that we're both multiple sides can benefit from it yeah and that's um certainly we've seen that plenty uh over the last couple of times this has happened uh and amongst all of it uh cards are traveling to duke coming off a, a full week without games and um on the road at cameron indoor tomorrow night uh, they i was talking about this earlier with zach i don't think they could be catching duke at, at a worse time uh after the right. loss to wake forest over the weekend uh played duke relatively competitively the first time around the game that was here one of those like okay they were competitive but didn't win it uh one of a number of games like that that we've seen this year um yeah i'm interested to see how it all plays out like duke is going to be pretty fired up you would think after the loss and after all the court storming talk uh like that probably manifests itself in tomorrow night's game uh it's one of those where you really just don't see them losing at home coming off a loss like that uh louisville coming off a week off seeing if they can be a little bit refreshed and try to compete um interested to see how things go tomorrow night i don't think the cards will win obviously i don't think you know it would be shocking if they did with the way things have gone but um if they could at least find a way to to stay competitive might build some momentum for those final three games which are all winnable after tomorrow night well, yeah, and and I know Drew brought this up earlier as talking about like what do you do with like the ACC tournament coming up? Because KP talked about it a lot uh, on the coaches show yesterday or last night, I should say, on ninety three nine the bill, and he said like, look, I mean, you know, it's a zero zero season, and you've seen it with Georgetown with guys and Patrick Ewing's team with the not a good team team to get hot, and they can go on and and, and you know win some of these games. So I, I'm curious to see like if they buy in by all accounts, the players 
seem like they're still behind KP. And, you know, this is kind of like the last hoorah audition for them to make their case to Josh Hurd uh, and company, as, as Rick Bosich pointed out. But, yeah, I'm going to agree with you. It feels like Rick, um, I'm sorry, with um, Duke coming off of everything that transpired, they are going to be out for blood uh, with uh, everything that transpired <laughs> over the weekend and uh, uh, Phil Lebowski and, and just limping off the court in Shire, I think showing the most emotion I've seen since he was a player. Yeah, it. it uh, I wish we would have had a show Sunday just to be able to have talked about that. I know everyone and some people on the text line have talked about how sick they are of hearing about court storming, uh, but it was kind of a surreal scene. Like Filipowski gets clipped by somebody, and then uh, he's being helped off the floor by like three people, including John Shire. The whole thing was a pretty surreal scene. Yeah, and and I've heard all these addresses, and and I think Double D and Blank said it today. I guess uh, Forty said this on his podcast, and it's like maybe find the collectives, and then that way uh, that could be something where it's like, hey, maybe there'll be something that would be you know put in place. And I'm like, huh, that's a unique and new idea that I hadn't heard prior to everyone else, you know, saying you should go in from zero to be arrested, <laughs> everything else. So yeah, uh, I don't yeah, think no, the Billis arrest thing is very very. Uh, yeah, no, I don't think I mean, it's. it's yeah, that doesn't yeah. feel very feasible. Yeah, so I don't know, man. It's, it's you know I've been keeping up with everything kind of loosely this past week, but uh, no, I appreciate. It. I'm sorry I wasn't able to be in studio with you guys, but I'm, I'm hopeful. Uh, if not in studio, there's this. What we're gonna have to try out gaggle, uh, and yeah, take me out to dinner first. But no, the software maybe possibly do that on uh, Sunday that we may have to do because you'll be in Notre Dame, right? I will be. We'll be in South Bend. Okay. That's right. Okay. Well, I think I can either be in studio or I'm able to uh, connect remotely, but uh, we should be able to make it work for sure. But I'm kind of getting the uh, side eye that I think it's almost time to go here in a bit. But uh, I will reconnect if I can. But I appreciate you guys holding down the fort. All right. Well, be safe. Uh, Don't let anyone give you any more weird looks and get out of there. (laughs) All right, buddy. I'll talk to you soon. All right. That's Phil Baker joining us from the hospital. I would never think we'd ever have a call in from a hospital ever working here. But hey, he was in the hospital waiting room staring at a Pepsi machine. We are a Pepsi school, so that's good. That was an all timer. That was fantastic. Thank Um, you, Phil. No, I I loved everything about that. Super uncomfortable. uh, I'm sure for him, like just in the middle of the hospital waiting room trying to give sports takes uh just in every sense of it absolutely perfect dude has like a broken leg thriving in pain he just looks to his right and it's phil just doing sports radio you know i think rick bozich is just (laughs) thinking when others are zagging (laughs) and that guy's like uh what what am i what is happening to me Everything about that was phenomenal. We haven't talked. I know uh, it's been talked about a lot since since the the column came out. But um, you know, C. L. Brown had a column in the Courier Journal as well. That was uh, it seemed like kind of reacting to the the Bozich column a little bit, um, sort of point and counterpoint there. Um, you know, the Rick Bozich point being that they are still recruiting hard for next year and um, a couple of guys in particular that if KP is gone, probably aren't coming here. Their only chance to get them probably is if uh, is if Kenny Payne and staff are are kept around. Uh, and then CL Brown with a with a courier column, I believe it was yesterday, sort of <clears throat> arguing the opposite side, saying, um, you know, it, it doesn't matter recruiting wise that his argument was recruiting is not going to save Kenny Payne's job because uh, coming into this year they they had a pretty highly touted recruiting class I think uh, number seven uh, in the country coming into the year and obviously the Trenton Flowers leaving to go to Australia thing um, tough and and it, it hasn't worked out great for him either. He he was hoping to get some reps as a point guard, and that experiment lasted like a game or two, and and then was over uh, even in the pro ranks. But uh, the point being, like they did pretty well on the recruiting trail this year, um, and and it hasn't manifested itself into wins, and that that's ultimately 
what matters is is wins on the floor and I think that was uh, the point from CL Brown and I don't think anyone's arguing any differently I I thought it was all about the amount of fight they have because that's all I hear from Kenny yeah well I mean it it, (laughs) like and it's interesting because that that stuff mattered I think a lot last year um, a, a team that was really scrappy and and if, if they would have been really scrappy had a lot of fight but 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 come up short a lot but won like 12 13 14 games I think that would have mattered a lot and then it would have been like something to build on going into this year and people would have said okay hopefully next year they can win 18 19 20 games that would have been the trajectory and with the injuries maybe quite maybe it wouldn't have quite uh gotten to that point but yeah same sort of thing if you have a scrappy um just you know a really scrappy group that um that that plays hard not that they don't play hard but like on the defensive end if they were just really uh tough on that end of the floor made it tough on the other team to score but came up short like i think it would be sort of a different story but but that's 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 not the way things have gone and um so certainly it all boils down to wins and losses at this point like that's that's all that ultimately matters and so whether a couple of recruits are coming or not um you know i don't think it ultimately matters that much because it all boils down to what happens on the floor and that's how uh judgments are going to be made and uh, we'll see we'll see what happens still four games left in the regular season and then the acc tournament however long that run lasts um we've talked about it tomorrow night at cameron indoor doesn't feel terribly winnable uh for louisville given all the circumstances especially uh with duke coming back after the loss to wake uh, but the three games after that to wind up the regular season are all, you'd say, winnable. I mean, they had Syracuse on the ropes at the Dome. They have them coming in here. Uh, Virginia Tech, uh, they were in that game in Blacksburg way back. I think that was the December ACC game. So um, certainly that's not an unwinnable game. And then Boston College. Uh, so, you know, you have um, you have a lot of winnable games down the stretch and then whoever you play in the ACC tournament on Tuesday that Tuesday is probably going to be a winnable game too probably um, maybe one of the teams we're naming here down the stretch of the regular season could be who they uh, end up getting matched up against Uh, but three straight games at home to close out the year which is kind of a nice thing Uh, in all they play four of their last five games at home so that's kind of a heck of a stretch for uh for the cards and we'll see what they're able to do tomorrow night if they could just find a way to be competitive and then uh see what happens those final three and perhaps um perhaps just kind of uh you know build some sort of momentum toward the acc tournament and and uh see what happens there would be interesting um I don't know. But then you go back to the Notre Dame game from last week, and it's like, okay, yeah, the games are winnable, but are they going to be able to pull them out? Like, there, there was a, a corner that seemed to be turned maybe to some degree. They beat Florida State. The loss at Syracuse, but, you know, controversy there. And then winning against Georgia Tech. And, and like, the first half of the BC game, carrying that over, and then uh, kind of just hit a wall in the second half things fell apart there and then uh, obviously Pittsburgh letting play Kenson just go off in that game and then uh, and then got blown out by by Notre Dame at home so we'll see if the week off helps them sort of recapture at least uh, the way they had been playing there for a stretch before uh, the second half of that BC game where they were playing a little bit better so we'll see we'll see what happens um, it, it's getting to be interesting throughout basketball because we're inching toward March and uh and then the tournament and everything but but for Louisville it's interesting for a whole other reason because it's like how do they finish uh what happens in the ACC tournament and then the intrigue is 
what happens after the season's over. Um, so even though it's not a, an NCAA tournament run to get ready to to, to watch and hope for, um, there still is a lot of intrigue as the regular season winds down because that's when it kind of becomes a decision time. So we'll uh, we'll see how things play out. But Rick Bozich causing quite the stir. And then uh, C.L. Brown's column, I thought, was kind of the, the answer to that. And uh, both very good. Encourage you to, to read both. WDRB.com for Rick Bozich's column. And then, of course, C.L. Brown at the Courier-Journal. 437-9680, UPS Jobs text line. If you have uh, thoughts, you can certainly weigh in. 267-9680 is the phone number. Uh, you can give us a call as well. We'll take a break here on a Tuesday. Uh, the V-Show, plenty more to get into with the Cards and the Cats. Kentucky on the road tonight at Mississippi State. We can talk more about that. Uh, UofL women's basketball this week. Told you what they have coming up and then into the ACC tournament next week. Can get into that. Uh, some baseball stuff. UofL baseball, by the way, in action today at 3 o'clock at Jim Patterson Stadium hosting EKU. Cards trying for a fourth straight win. So any of that out there? Uh, about a half hour left before the roundtable with James Strebel coming up uh, in, well, in just over a half hour from now at 3 o'clock. Uh, we'll take a break. Back with the stretch rod. It's the V Show on a Tuesday on ESPN 680 and 105.7. Taking care of your family isn't always easy, so we make sure getting care when you need it is. With Baptist Health Urgent and Virtual Care, we bring you more options and greater convenience, too. With video visits available 24-7 and online check-in through MyChart for in-person visits. To check in online or to set up a video visit, go to baptisthealth.com slash care anywhere. When it's time to replace your heating and air system, we know people want options. That's why you'll always get a free second opinion with BJ Heating and Cooling. Plus, for a limited time, get 0% financing for 60 months on a new Bryant system. Call the experts you can trust at BJ Heating and Cooling. More V-Show with Bob Valvano is now right here on ESPN 680 and 105.7. Bob out today. Been a fun show. Bob uh, and Nick are both out tomorrow as well. I believe Zachy C's back in here tomorrow, right? More Zach Cantrell tomorrow. Along with Tanner. It'll be fun tomorrow. Looking forward to that. Strebel in next with the round table at 3 o'clock here on ESPN 680 and 105.7. He's getting fired up for uh, for Tailspin, right? I think that's coming up. Yeah. Is that this weekend? Don't quote me. I Maybe? I think so. Uh, I have the power of internet. I can look that I up. I can look quick. it up, too. I've got the internet, too. Just start, just start talking about stuff. It's a bad idea. Uh, yeah, it is this weekend. That's like among Strebel Super Bowl, I think. And Sweeney as well. I think Andy might be coming in town for that bad boy. Just just picking up the uh, the social media. He's the one that gave me this job before he left. So thank you, Andy. <laughs> I love that so much. Love that so much. Um, yeah, Andy perhaps making the short drive from Indianapolis for uh, for Tailspin this weekend coming up you'll hear more about that i'm sure on the round table coming up uh coming up in a bit Four three seven nine six eighty ups jobs text line two six seven nine six eighty is the phone number uh, how about this uh, a little bit of news from lou city louisville city fc announcing uh its home game against the indy 11 uh rival on april 6th so just uh, not too far away will be on CBS, the big CBS, the first network television appearance ever uh, for Lou City. So pretty big stuff for them coming up on uh, on August 6th. That coming down uh, recently, so a pretty cool uh, a pretty cool thing for them. Speaking of uh, well, 
professional sports here. We've talked about it, but Bats opening night, March 29th. Hope you can come out. It'll be a cool uh, opening weekend, Easter weekend, uh, Saturday day game at 2 o'clock that weekend, Sunday, Easter Sunday at 1 o'clock as well. So, uh, BatsBaseball.com. Tickets and info. Again, single game tickets for the Bats on sale this Friday, 10 a.m. Hope you can uh, hope you can make it out. What was that call, dude? I, okay. I whoever it was, props to them. That made me laugh very hard. He called in and he was like, "Yeah, uh, been listening for the past two and a half hours. Uh, it's been way too much sports talk. When does it uh, go to like cereal talk and like candy talk?" And I was like, "That ah, that was awesome." We talked about Wendy's. I know it was that was very funny phone call. Appreciate the f- call. That was awesome. That made me laugh. That made my whole week. That's a V show <laughs> listener right there. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. I didn't know if he was serious because he said it. I was going to be like, yeah, I said ESPN radio. Like, what? What? When's the serial talk? <laughs> Appreciate the call, though. That was awesome. No, that's that's phenomenal stuff. Uh, we we did discuss uh, we did discuss the Wendy's and their surge pricing. Nothing else has really caught my eye. That's super off topic uh, so far today. Anything else that's caught your like? There hasn't been any major serial news that we could talk about, or any other major like food shakeups. That we could talk about. At least not that I've seen. Have you seen anything? Not on my end. No. Yeah. We're trying, but it's just... There hasn't been a lot out there today. At least not... At least not that I've seen. We talked about uh, Liv and, and you know, there being a little bit of a an up-in-arms thing about uh, the world golf rankings determining the majors and some guys getting left out because of that. Uh, more golf news. John Rahm uh, <laughs> telling ESPN that Rory McIlroy has been supportive of him joining Liv. John Rahm, that is. But Tiger Woods has not responded to uh, to any of his texts when he was trying to explain why he jumped to, to Liv from the PGA Tour. Rahm's still ranked number three in the world, but just joined Liv in December. So $500 million. I was going to say, isn't Liv like known for just like throwing massive yeah, it's, it's bags lo- of money at these people? It's a lot of money. It's a lot of money. He said, uh, Tiger, I texted him and the people that try to reach out, you know, the process when I signed and I just let him know, hey, you know, this is a personal decision. I have nothing against anybody, but uh, Tiger won't won't get back to him. I mean, it's, it's hard to turn down 500. What was it? 550, you said? 500 million is what it says Jesus. here. Jesus. Like, 500 that's, that's, million dollars. Half of a billion dollars. It's got to be just Tiger that like would be able to be like, nah, I don't need that money because no, he's sure. already made so much. But it's it's hard to turn that down. And I, I was more surprised that a lot more people didn't go to live as much as there has been. Yeah. Um, yeah, there, there, there's two schools of thought. Obviously, all the money, and then what we talked about earlier, uh, they they have made it difficult to access a lot of the bigger tournaments if you do join Live, as we heard from from Taylor Gooch earlier, wanting to sort of turn things around because he uh, can't get into the Masters, wasn't invited, even though he won the Live Tour last year. So very interesting. We can do some bracketology updates here. Uh, we haven't done this today, so let's uh, well, let's see where uh, let's see what Lenardi and Charlie Cream have from ESPN, the women's bracketologist. Here's what uh, what we're looking at right now on the women's side: Louisville after the loss against Virginia on Sunday. Uh, Charlie Cream has the cards going to stores as a six seed with. Uh, playing the play-in winner of the 11 seeds, Kansas and Auburn. And then uh, on the other side there would be UConn, the three-seed, Grand Canyon, the 14-seed. Louisville played UConn earlier this year in Hartford, and uh, UConn got a pretty decisive victory. UConn has suffered some injuries since then, so that would be uh, interesting if that's how it turns out. That would be in the Albany 2 region. That's what Charlie Cream has right now. He gets the teams right a lot, but a lot of times exactly the seating and things like that uh, does not nail. So certainly no no guarantees there, but, uh, but that's what he has for Louisville. On the men's side, Joe Lenardi 
Purdue, UConn, Arizona, and Houston as your one seeds. That's kind of uh, where things have fallen. Lenardi, after the Alabama-Kentucky game Saturday, still has Alabama as a three seed opening uh, in Memphis against the 14 high point. He's got Kentucky up to a five in Salt Lake City for the first couple of rounds against Richmond. And he has them in the West region too. So uh, Lenardi would have Kentucky in Salt Lake City to start the tournament. And then if they could get past the first weekend, they would stay out West and go to Los Angeles. Uh, has them playing Richmond in the first round in the 5-12. And then uh, they get the winner of the four San Diego State and the 13 UC Irvine. That would be a scary second round matchup for the Cats uh, potentially having to play San Diego State, obviously the national runner-up last year. One That'd of the be, best defenses in the country, right? Yeah, that would be uh, a tough matchup. And an intriguing one. Like, great offense versus great defense right there and potentially in round two if they could both win the first game. So We saw that here in, uh, at the Yum when uh, Miller and Alabama came here. That's right. I I think they were the number one seed, right? If I'm not mistaken, Alabama. I think Bama was the one, yeah. Yeah, and they we got to see San Diego State knock them off and yep. then have a very, very close matchup with Creighton that yeah. was a wild ending. And it sure was. And we see them cut the nets there. That was... That was an awesome. Those games are awesome to watch here. Yeah, and, and uh, was kind of a weird regional here. No one was super close. Um, what Princeton was the other team? Yeah, it, there? Was, it was Princeton, Alabama, San Diego State, and Creighton. Creighton so yeah. they were all probably ten-hour drives or something. Yeah, I don't know the distance between Bama, but I know the other ones. <laughs> Very interesting. Um, so, do we have uh, a potential one coming here this year or no? No. Ah. No, not this year. Um, first and second round sites on the men's side, Indianapolis, Spokane, Memphis, Omaha, Brooklyn, Charlotte, uh, Salt Lake City, and Pittsburgh. And then the regionals are in Detroit, the Midwest, the East is Boston, Los Angeles, out west, and Dallas is the South region. On the women's side, by the way, the one seeds projected by Charlie Cream, South Carolina, obviously, they're going to be a one seed. Ohio State looking really good to be a one. Uh, Stanford as a one, and then uh, and then Texas, the fourth one seed. Texas having a really nice year. They have played themselves possibly into being a one seed, uh, which would be very interesting. And um, Stanford, of course, will be joining the ACC next year, along with California and SMU. So, uh, whew, the ACC already one of, if not the best, women's basketball leagues, getting even stronger. The quotation marks around Atlantic. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, with the addition of Stanford, Cal, and SMU. Yeah, with Louisville and Notre Dame already in it. You know, not exactly along the Atlantic coast, but. Yeah, going to be interesting. Going to be interesting to see how the scheduling works out on both sides with that, too. But um, that's where Charlie Cream has everybody right now. By the way, has Syracuse as a five seed, which is kind of crazy. Um, I think their non-conference schedule wasn't great, but they've got to be on the edge of getting into a top four spot, but not quite there. Um, Virginia Tech is the highest seeded ACC team that he has as a two seed. Um in the Albany 2 region. I think he's got NC State as a 3. LSU is a 3. Yeah, NC State is a 3. So, very interesting. I think he has... How many ACC teams does he have in? He has 9 ACC teams in. Obviously, Stanford, not an ACC team yet, but uh, has 9 ACC teams in the field, which is kind of crazy. We'll see. We'll see how it all plays out. Selection Sunday, uh, two weeks from Sunday. As mentioned, uh, the women's ACC tournament coming up and SEC tournament and basically all the big conference tournaments coming up uh, next week already um, while the major conferences on the men's side finish out their regular seasons and then uh, get to their conference tournaments and then it'll be Selection Sunday. So wild stuff already here uh it is crazy to think that we're already to this point but less than a month well just over a month away from from opening day and both major league baseball and and triple a baseball as well again batsbaseball.com your tickets and info there four three seven nine six eighty ups jobs text line two six seven nine six eighty is the phone number 
if you'd like to give us a call. Uh, Jeff Wall Show coming up tonight. 7 to 8 over at 93.9 The Ville from Parlor in J-Town. Hopefully uh, you can make it out there. Should be a lot of fun tonight. Always is. Um, L baseball underway at 3 o'clock. Cats are on the road at Mississippi State. Full postgame coverage right at the final buzzer here on ESPN 680 and 1057. Uh, the roundtable, James Strebel coming up at 3. So just about 15 minutes from now. Uh, by the way, the Reds earlier today announced who would be their grand marshals in the the opening day parade the 105th finley market opening day parade great like right in my wheelhouse as a baseball fan names and uh dimitri young by the way who's a former louisville redbird uh, and pokey reese will be the grand marshals for the opening day parade there in cincinnati no one does opening day better than cincinnati it's a sellout crowd every year the giant uh parade and uh, some good names, Dimitri Young and Pokey Reese, set to uh, to be the Grand Marshals uh, with with things getting underway. Looking forward to uh, to that. Um, big time stuff. As man, hard to believe baseball season's right here. It feels like it. Luckily that we're like shifting to spring, but kind of kind of crazy to think that that we're uh, we're there. By the way, in case you missed it over the weekend, great win, a couple of great wins uh, for Scotty D's Bellarmine Knights, uh, a buzzer-beating win. Ben Johnson with another buzzer-beater to beat Central Arkansas Thursday. They beat North Alabama on uh, on Saturday, and now the Knights, you'll hear it here on ESPN 680 and 105.7 tomorrow night. An 8 o'clock tip, John Spears and Mark Bug on uh, about 15 minutes before as uh, Bellarmine travels to Nashville to take on Lipscomb. And then Friday, quick turnaround, they stay down in that area to take on Austin P. Final couple of regular season games for the Knights as they try to fight their way in to the A-Sun tournament. Cool to see a, a, a nice weekend sweep of wins for Coach D's uh, team there at Freedom Hall. Been a challenging season with a lot of injuries for them, but really cool to see them pick off a couple of victories, and especially the senior day win on Saturday. Uh, great stuff to see that for the Knights, and now a uh, couple of road games to finish out their regular season. That's what uh, what they have coming up, and you'll hear both of those games here on ESPN 680 and 105.7. Um, See if they can fight their way in uh, to to the A-Sun tournament, perhaps staying on the road a little bit longer than just those two uh, going somewhere to play in the A-Sun tournament. Certainly that is the hope. Is this the year that they, if they do win their conference no. tournament, they still wouldn't be able to go to the No, next NCAA? year will be their ah. first year of being postseason eligible. So, yeah, next year is the year where the Knights can get into the NCAA tournament. So... That'll be a big year. Uh, no one has been a more ardent supporter of overturning that rule than uh, than Coach D. They have yet to uh, to do that. It's been a stubborn thing um, on the part of the NCAA, but hopefully in the future it does get overturned uh, at some point. So far, not. But next year they don't have to worry about it anymore, which is great. So... We'll see what happens there. I was I was super ready to see a Cinderella story from them with Dylan Penn. Uh, oh, with I forgot his name. He made a lot of threes. That's all I remember. Yeah, they had. Uh, that would have been twenty twenty one. Yeah, goodness gracious. Uh, I'm blanking on it too. Dylan C J Fleming was yes, that? Yes, yeah. that was C J Fleming. Yeah, yeah. Those two. I watched them live during the conference championship game. And also alone with Scotty D's, uh, the way he runs an offense. Oh, it's phenomenal. Zero dribbling, all passing. I loved it. And uh, I, I was really excited to see them make a, maybe a Cinderella run in the tournament. And then, sadly, the NCAA had to kill the fun. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Antiquated rule. Hopefully it does get changed at some point. But uh, the Knights no longer have to worry about it beginning beginning next year some other uh news around nfl news always constantly happening with the combine getting underway uh raiders general or uh well let's see here yeah the raiders general manager saying Devonte adams won't be traded so Devonte adams staying as a raider seemingly um 
Vikings general manager says they have not considered trading Justin Jefferson. Probably good news for fantasy owners everywhere. Maybe. Maybe maybe you'd want him to go. So I don't know. He puts up some pretty good numbers. So probably no reason to want him to go anywhere else. Um, They were talking about this on Rabo and Co. earlier, just before uh, we got going. Uh, The... The Bears expected to make a call on quarterback Justin Fields soon, whether they want to roll with him or move on to somebody else. Where do you think it would be a good spot for him, though? They were talking about this, too. I don't know. The Falcons, people say. say the Everyone. Raiders, people say, could be a good spot for him. Yeah, just somewhere. I, you know, it's crazy. And, and Louie said this, and I think he's right, that like the Bears at least – it's still a pretty small sample size in the last couple of years, but they've almost taken over like the Lions spot in the NFC North where it's like that's where you go and just all of a sudden when you get there, nothing goes right anymore. No. Uh, and that's sadly kind of what it seems to have become. Like that's what it's about so much in the NFL. Like Lamar Jackson got drafted. I know he had to wait a little bit longer than maybe uh, he would have liked and people around here would have liked, but he ended up with a great organization with the Raiders. Yeah. Or, I mean, with the Ravens. Ravens, yeah. And you, like, that's what it's all about. You end up going certain places and um, you're in great shape because you go to the, like, the Ravens are a great organization. I don't think there's any doubt about it. You go to them, it's going to give you every possible chance to have a successful career. The Chiefs, the same way. They're a great, well-run organization right now. The Patriots over the years have been that. Um, but you go some other places that are just a mess. The Lions up until recently probably would have qualified as that. Um, but now I think the Bears are kind of there. We're just yeah, like, it's, 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 it's just it's kind sad. of a mess. And you end up there and almost maybe through no fault of your own things don't go well we got a bears fan right behind us too. i know so. i'm sorry <laughs> he understands but it's true though. yeah I, like and so you know justin fields probably hasn't so far had quite the supporting cast no at all and and the, organizationally it's just you know some places like the steelers great I, organization i think that would be a perfect spot for him well yeah sure they need a quarterback badly and they're a great organization so he'd probably thrive there um but you go some places and like the fit and it it might be more in the the nfl than any other professional sports league where that just matters so much and you go to the a bad fit or just a bad organization and you're just screwed it's crazy but it's true yeah, I thought Mac Jones was going to be good when he I got drafted too. by New I England. I was like, oh, yeah, like what you were saying, like great organization, yeah. things go well for them, and wow. Well, the first I, year was like, are oh. you are you a Patriots fan? No, okay. I'm not, I, I, I am actually. Actually, yeah. wow, I grew up a Dolphins fan, okay. even though makes perfect sense. Uh, but I, I thought yes, I thought Mac Jones, like everything about that, it felt like he went to his the playoffs he went to the pro bowl felt like the gritty in the pro bowl everything was looking nice looked like a good spot and then it's just kind of come undone so we'll see we'll see what happens there uh is mac jones going to be the guy going forward in new england or will they draft a a quarterback early who would you want i don't think you're going to get caleb unless you trade up but no um the one of the mocks i saw and i'm taking Jaden daniels there at three i i don't know i i would like to see them take Marvin Harrison Jr. at three, honestly. And then they get an early second round quarter, like second round pick. So maybe Penix. They might be able to get a Michael Penix there. Yeah, I would love that. I think Penix could end up being like the underrated quarterback of this draft. Yeah. I, I really like him a lot. Well, he has the film to prove it. He was good at Indiana. Then he led Washington all the way to a national championship appearance. I think if you could find a way to get Marvin Harrison Jr. and Michael Penix, I think that would be a great draft. So, eh, that's what I'm hoping they do. Yeah. So they probably will not do that, but that's what I'd really like we'll to see them a, do. I've a, always been a big Michael Penix guy. They'll pick a guard from yeah. Illinois State. Probably a left tackle or a right <laughs> tackle or something. Probably coming at pick three that sounds that sounds right it's new blood there making the calls in new england so maybe not maybe not the same anymore but um 
It'll be interesting. Kirk Cousins has a grill. This is great stuff. Picture from the NFL. All gold teeth. Love it. Big Kirko. I love that guy. Man. That's one. That's one like an athlete that like you can be like, yeah, he's, he sucks or like something like that. But like as a person, you just gotta love. He's such a good dude. Yes. I. Also, speaking of great Netflix shows, uh, quarterback on Netflix, fantastic stuff. Can't wait for that to come back around. That was great. Yeah. It made me actually like Mahomes as a person, too. Oh, for sure. Because, like, there's always that part of me, like, because he reminds me of Brady, where in the beginning, I'm like, oh, my God, he's winning so much. I hate him. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, he's actually a really good guy. I, yes, I I enjoyed um, Mahomes and Kirk Cousins in that. Both were both were phenomenal. And, you know, it was a great show. Definitely worth a worth a reprisal of that. Also, uh, Netflix is going to be filming a, a Boston Red Sox documentary like up close throughout this upcoming are you a, season. Are you a Sox fan too? I'm not a Sox. All fan right, too. I am in. I don't want it. <laughs> I, no, I know, but but I think gonna, it, it's just going to be. Oh, I forgot if I was talking on the Sunday show or just to somebody in general about this. Like, I think that could be better. I, if I were a Sox fan, I would probably feel differently. But it's just not the year for it for us. No, but I think that thing could be better if they're terrible. Oh yeah, it's going to be great like TV. The, the documentary <laughs> could be better if they're terrible because there's more probably interesting stuff that could happen, uh, you know, in the clubhouse and sort of behind the scenes if they're bad than if they're really good. So I don't know. It could make for a better show yeah. if they're bad. I mean, yeah, either way, but. It's just going to suck where it's going to be like Alex Cora starting 10 and 40. <laughs> yeah. How do you feel? Oh, not good. Not great. Not good, man. <laughs> not great. Uh, but I think that's going to be um, like if they do it kind of in the way that some of this other stuff has gone recently um, with with these shows that have been really entertaining. I think doing a baseball one is, is incredibly fascinating because of um, – well, just the nature of baseball and how much time is spent in those clubhouses. It's kind of an all-day affair every day. Uh, and also, because of how long the season is, uh, I think it could be really interesting TV. So, looking forward to catching that. Hey, thanks, Tanner. It's been fun. Oh, it was a great time. Yeah. Thanks for joining us. Hey, yeah. Zach and Tanner back in here tomorrow. Strabel's up next with a roundtable. Kentucky at Mississippi State tonight. Post-game coverage right at the final horn here on ESPN 680 and 105.7. Thanks for being with us. 